Hello and welcome to All Things Small Business, brought to you by DAU. I'm Ken Karka, DAU Small Business Learning Director. This series is offered as a continuing dialogue between government, industry, and academia on acquisition-related issues that impact small businesses who support the critical defense industrial base. Let's join today's conversation. Welcome to All Things Small Business. I'm your host, Anthony Rotolo, and this is the show where acquisition and small business meet. We bring together business owners, contract experts, policymakers, and stakeholders, and we explore the issues facing small business and acquisition professionals as they work together to overcome challenges in a government and defense context. With me for today's episode is Mr. Jimmy Smith, Director, Office of Small Business Programs for the Department of the Navy. Mr. Smith assumed his responsibilities in June of 2019, where he serves as the Chief Advisor to the Secretary on all small business matters and has been charged with overseeing small business acquisition policy, strengthening government and private sector partnerships, and fostering opportunities to leverage small businesses as a strategic advantage for the benefit of our warfighters. Mr. Smith, welcome to All Things Small Business. Well, hello, Anthony. Thanks again for allowing me to be here today and to speak to your audience. I really do look forward to the opportunity to uh, take on some questions here and uh, also convey some remarks and perspectives from the Department of the Navy. I'm very, very happy to have you. Now, may I call you Jimmy? You go. I know you Absolutely. go by Jimmy Smith, um, and if I can take the liberty, <laughs> I appreciate that. Now, Jimmy, you come from a specific discipline. I kind of like to take a step back and Sometimes where I can, we have folks who come from business, and I, I like to look at what their business is about. We have people who, in on the government side, have come from different walks of life to small business. You come from some specific disciplines, and they are engineering and also program management. And I, I wanted to ask you if you believe that those have informed your work as the director of Navy OSBP, and, and if so, how? Well, thank you very much for that question, Anthony. Uh, yes, I do believe that my background in engineering and program management have served me well in the capacity that I'm operating in here in the Office of Small Business Programs. Um, very early on in my career, right out of college, engineer focused on designing and building and providing capability to the warfighter and seeing it through for that entire life cycle and even supporting systems once they became operational. Worked well in that arena, very skilled in that arena, and managed to uh, create, uh, in my own mind, I guess I would say, a passion for delivering those things that people needed. Now, moving on a little bit further in my career, I became a program manager, where now I'm responsible for not only designing and the technical aspects of those things, but the business aspects of those things. So getting things under contract going before Congress to request monies in order to support the procurement of actions that we needed to take in order to deliver that capability, and working with our industry partners to get a full understanding of the things we needed and to make sure that they were going to deliver upon the work that we were requiring. So 
cost schedule and performance, absolutely key to a program manager and meeting the time objectives for when the warfighter needs that capability were all things that are sort of embedded in my brain for, for doing the job that I do now. Um, having done that for 28 years and moving over to the Office of Small Business Programs, I had to figure out how to make small businesses a weapon, an acquisition weapon. Uh, you get the luxury of, of delivering capability for this government, for our warfighters, under the things that I've done. And working in the small business office has, has not changed my perspective. I love to see the agility, the innovation, the capability that small businesses can bring, the speed at which they operate. It, it just provides more capability to the warfighter when they need it. And keeping costs down from a taxpayer standpoint, another great reason to put small businesses to work. So, again, those things have culminated into a, an over 30-year career of allowing me to continue to bring those things that the warfighter or those things that the warfighter and the support system that's below that person need to bring into the fight. So a uh, great opportunity to expand and, uh, and continue to grow professionally. Jimmy, I enjoyed that answer. The, the discipline that you had, the, the way you learned the tools of the acquisition trade, specifically with managing projects, uh, cost, schedule, performance, the, the, the program, business side of things. Do you feel that this has given you special insight that e equips you now to help small businesses better than you might have? Uh, absolutely. I think the insight that I've gained from understanding technical issues, hard problems that, that folks are charged to solve, and also the acquisition, the procurement, contracts, the money, how to bring it all together. I think that appreciation along with what the industry partner plans on bringing to the party in order to help us solve problems, I have that capability of bridging these gaps together and also providing that connective tissue for if you have that solution, you need to talk to these people over here that have the problem. And doing those uh, matchmaking, skin-to-skin -skin kind of contacts between folks uh, allows them to, to expedite getting work done. Uh, the Navy and Marine Corps are rather, rather large organizations. And if you don't know who to talk to or who's looking for what you're selling, um, you can walk around a long time uh, in the wilderness here without someone uh, being there to guide you. So understanding how these things work out, I, uh, I, I work diligently to make sure that we connect the right people to the right solutions. I really identify with that answer in my own career, managing clients, understanding, you know, we start with requirements. We have to understand what the requirements are for a given thing, but then understanding the players, the process, kind of the human slash business side of the, the matchmaking, right. all very, very important. Some of these are, are hard skills. Some of these are soft skills, but altogether they form a skill set that I think you need to be successful. Now, if we can talk big picture a little bit, what are the Navy's strategic initiatives and how do small businesses fit in? Well, in keeping with the national defense strategy, the Department of the Navy has uh, three primary focuses, increasing lethality, strengthening our alliances, and greater performance and affordability from our industry partners as we work through the, the money and budgets that we have. So in keeping with those priorities that are set forth in the national defense strategy, the Navy is locked on taking care of its people, 
providing those capabilities that are required and improving upon those processes to make the acquisition process, the entire life cycle of providing capability to people who need it, that much more streamlined, that much more effective to providing the, the war fighting capability that the Navy needs to deliver. Yeah, I like what you said a couple of minutes ago when you referred to small businesses, kind of a weapon in the arsenal. I believe that's how you, you put it. Because in the end of the day, we're equipping warfighters. We're trying to increase lethality right. of, of the forces. And small business is a tool in the tool set, and we have to understand it and use it well. So I thought that was very interesting how you phrased it, how it's something that in a sense is weaponized, but I know that you mean that in the right. the best sense of, of what, what I'm trying. Am I getting at the right words Yeah, here? you're absolutely getting at the right words. Um, one of the things that, that I really sort of encourages me over the course of every day of getting up to do this job is, I like small businesses to be used as a weapon sometimes against larger businesses. Moving at the speed of relevance is what we want from our industry partners. And if you can get a small business or a medium-sized business or even a large industry partner to push the envelope on the things that they can provide so that we outpace our threats. That technological leap that we're looking for, instead of sneaking up on it over 20 years, Let's take that leap today, which gives us a 20-year head start advantage over our adversaries. That's what small businesses bring to, to this particular conversation. They can do things that they didn't necessarily think they could. They move at a speed of relevance. And from time to time, I pit that particular weapon against some of my, my larger industry partners to encourage speed and growth to move at a faster rate. Um, having folks that are unconstrained in how they operate, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> it is absolutely a beautiful thing when you have others that would more in their business model be inclined to just let this thing play out over time and recruit those those rewards for a length of time when we could actually jump forward in capability with a smaller, more agile partner. Right. It's all about choosing the right tool for the job, the right talent for the job. All of those concepts, I think, sort of dovetail with what you're saying. Yes. I want to ask you, though, on that point of using the small businesses, sometimes we refer to non-traditionals. I wonder if you could define that, what that means when we say non-traditionals, and what is the Navy doing to find them? Sure. Uh, non-traditionals are those industry partners that don't historically do business with the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. You have companies out there, and, and we all use them as consumers, um, I don't know if I can say Google, Microsoft, uh, so some of these are Amazon. Some of these companies that don't historically do business with us are actually probably set to do business with us if we figured out the right model for them to fit into. So being able to expedite an interaction between people who didn't even know they had military capability or they can improve military capability based on the things they do or the services or goods that they provide, having them join our, our industrial base to help keep costs down, to help increase performance, to help increase competitions, those things are healthy for us. And uh, a lot of folks don't even know that they have military utility with the things that they do, but we tend to go after and seek those opportunities. Through Naval X, we have a number of opportunities where we're going out to find technology opportunities and 
build a technology bridge from that company to potentially deliver capability for the Department of the Navy. So that's one mechanism that we use. The Small Business Innovative Research Projects, SIBRs is what we call them, through the Office of Naval Research. Another great avenue to where if you have an idea, if you have a capability that you think serves merit to help defend this nation through the Department of the Navy, we could actually get into a contractual arrangement to help you bring that idea forward from just a piece of paper to maturing it to a scale model, to delivering a scale product that may be a breadboard type size opportunity and moving up to providing full-blown capability. We can actually walk you through that entire continuum through our research and development efforts to, to work with you and grow that opportunity into something that we need and then uh, give you the data rights to that capability so that we're the only ones that can buy that from you over time. Are you using, speaking of the word non-traditional, are you using non-traditional tools or pathways in the acquisition sense to get to those non-traditional companies? Absolutely. We're using uh, other transactional authorities or OTAs, as we call them, as mechanisms to contract with small businesses in that kind of arena. Being able to move away from the FAR, the Federal Acquisition Regulations, which is of a slower acquisition standard traditional way of contracting, the other transactional authorities that we use move in a very expedited fashion, non-FAR based transactions where we can actually move money, move contact and opportunities with people who don't fall into our normal models of how we operate um, from a business standpoint. I know it can make the difference between working with them or, or not working with them. So absolutely. Um, we're it, glad to be able to exercise those. Absolutely. In, in some cases, the barriers to doing business with the government are the, all of the regulations and rules of the road that we have to follow. But if you can find an expedited path through a, an other uh, transactional authority, that's the, the, the right tool for the job to be done when you're dealing with folks that don't historically do business with us. Now, taking it from the small business perspective, a lot of folks who are listening to the show are interested in being able to do business more effectively with the government. How can a small business be procurement ready for the Navy or Marine Corps acquisition process? Absolutely. That is a, a great question. And that's probably one that I feel probably on a daily basis from my industry partners that uh, that make contact with my office. When we actually have expedited how to go about doing that, if you actually go visit the Office of Small Business Programs for the Department of the Navy, if you Google that, it'll take you to our website. And on that website, we have being procurement ready under a tab. And there are literally 10 steps that an industry partner needs to follow very deliberately in order to do business with the Navy. And it's not just the Navy. It's the entire federal government. We have streamlined this process, shown step by step what you need to do, those things that you need to have behind you in order to be procurement ready. So it's just 10 steps, but you have to follow them in a very deliberate fashion and you can do business with anyone across the federal government if you just take these steps into account. Now, I will warn our industry partners who are looking to become procurement ready. You're not allowed to cut any corners. The system actually punishes you if you try to cut any corners. So follow the 10 steps very deliberately 
and you can do business across all of federal government. Jimmy, this reminds me of the PTAC program. There's kind of this whole theme of helping small businesses help themselves so that, you know, it's not like just showing up with your hand, where's my award? There are steps to go through and you can equip yourself if you avail yourself of resources. Do you make much of the PTAC program yourself? Absolutely. I am a huge fan of the Procurement Technical Assistance Program. They are absolutely phenomenal people, and I believe that there's over 300 of them all across the United States that are free resources paid for by the Department of Defense to help small businesses, help industry partners who want to do business with us. Um, they're, they're valuable resources at the local level, and they not only help our industry partners get involved in federal business, but they also are in state and local business as well. So these are people that they need to know you and you need to know them because they're a great resource that's uh, complimentary to you in order to help you do business with us. Just invaluable folks, just absolutely invaluable. Yeah, I appreciate that. I think it's a whole complement to what you do. So thanks for amplifying that. Thank you for defining it as well. Now, what issues, what small business workforce issues have you found yourself addressing lately? Well, from a program manager standpoint, I find that uh, program managers may be turning into folks that are a little bit too risk adverse when it comes to running their acquisition programs. Um, it's very easy to take the money that you have in your budget and give it to a large prime contractor and put all the responsibility in that prime contractor to go off and lead that effort forward and manage it and deliver the capability that we're asking for. But I think creativity goes out the window when you take your hands off of the wheel when it comes to running your programs. And I understand that there's varying levels of risk across many different acquisition programs where uh, that may be the right answer to kind of circle the wagons around your prime. But there comes a cost with driving things through a prime. And that prime is going to sub out a significant portion of the work to other industry partners, some may even be small businesses, that uh, we could actually contract with directly instead of going through that prime and paying that pass-through fee that they get just to go down to another vendor level to provide the things or the services that we're asking for. So contracting directly, maybe the government turns into the integrator in that particular scenario, And do we, the program managers within the government and contracting officers, have that capacity to be the integrator? And in some cases, some acquisition programs, I'm sure that will work out well. And uh, others, maybe not so much. But I think taking the time out to understand what level of risk and what level of hands-on involvement our program managers need to live up to is a huge responsibility. I mean, we send people to training, acquisition training. Everyone's uh, educated and master's degrees and PhDs. Um, I don't know that we're necessarily using all of the tools in our toolbox when it comes time to work acquisition strategies and deliver capability that's being called for. And uh, the, the other community that I like to maybe help influence a little bit would be the contracting officers. Instead of doing the same old thing that we've always done when it comes time to initiate and let contracts, um, 
exercising some amount of creativity to where, you know what, instead of doing this, I'm going to do that. That gives me leverage over the contractor to get the things that I want or incentivizing our industry partners into a different behavior in order to get a different outcome. I think it's sort of incumbent upon us to make sure that we're driving our acquisition programs instead of being beholden to our industry partners to do what they want, that they believe to be successful, which may be limiting competition instead of increasing competition. What I'm hearing, it sounds like the process isn't necessarily rigid. There's flexibility and creativity that can be brought to bear so that you can do the job better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, Jimmy, I don't know if you've heard, but we have a pandemic going on. Uh, <laughs> in light of the, not to make a light of the pandemic, but in light of the pandemic, how has the Navy performed in meeting its goals and objectives for specific socioeconomic groups in particular? Well, thanks very much for that question, Anthony. Um, yeah, as you know, the uh, pandemic was a, was a very negative impact to quality of life around the world. And regarding small business performance across the Department of the Navy, um, during FY20, we actually spent more money than we ever have on small businesses and we actually set records across all the socioeconomic categories, women-owned small businesses, hub zone, service-disabled veterans, uh, small disadvantaged businesses. We, we literally blew the tops off of the, the amount of money that we were spending, even in the height of COVID and the COVID response. But that really meant small businesses stepped up to the plate when our mission set changed. As you know, no one said call back every aircraft carrier, call back every ship, call back every submarine until we get this pandemic under control. We still had to support the fleet throughout the entire time, and our industry partners tailored themselves to, in many cases, maybe change their own business models for supporting the things that we were asking for. So when it came for the personal protective equipment, Small businesses came through lights out in the response to make sure that our sailors had the capability, had the Marines, had the things they needed in order to continue to do their jobs. So uh, we're sad that, that so many lives have been lost, but the response to make sure that we had a strong national defense, that shined through in great detail throughout the pandemic, and it continues to this day. It's remarkable. You're talking about how you're keeping the biggest organization in the world going and operating this enormous machine of defense across all the branches, plus overlaying this need for PPE and respirators, et cetera, et cetera, and how we adapted, we applied acquisition to do that as well, where normally we'd be building weaponry or other things. We're also building these other healthcare-related things. So it is a real marvel. It's a bit of a manufacturing miracle. And so much of that required small business, the adaptability of small business who they might have been. I've heard stories of people in the fashion industry that were now making surgical gowns and on and on, just the creativity unleashed by small business and, and the acquisition professionals figuring out how to get what we needed from them. I think it really involved a great deal of communication and pride in country, pride in supporting our warfighters, 
that shined through and, and people got out of certain business models, as you said, for once providing this and with the opportunity that COVID did provide, they saw a different model. And uh, there was money to be made there, but there was a really national defense um, kind of hanging in the balance if we didn't do that properly. And uh, I really do applaud our industry partners for stepping up. Now, on that positive note, I want to ask you, Jimmy, what parting advice do you have based on your experiences for both government and industry? For our uh, industry partners, I guess I'll start there. For our industry partners, small businesses that are interested in doing business with the Department of Defense, know that it's all about mission when it comes to people sitting on the government side of the chair. We're here to support those that are going off in the harm's way And we really do want to see them return back to their family. So we understand making profit. We don't have a problem with people making profit. We don't have a problem with people making money. But know that our goals and objectives are lined up clearly to support the warfighter. And if you can get behind that need, you can support the Department of Defense. You can support the Department of the Navy. To our government counterparts, I will tell you, be creative. It is really time to step up and use those levers, use the leverage that we have through the mechanisms that we use for contracting to make sure that we're getting the things we want, make sure that we're getting them on time. And if they're not coming out with what we want or on time, make sure that there's a lever for punishment. I mean, just giving money away, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, the outcome, I think we have to be much more responsible to make sure that we're delivering. And our industry partners needs to understand that from our methods of doing business with you, we will hold you accountable. So taking that ownership. Um, I used to have this uh, boss two jobs ago that used to walk around the organization and he would hold his, his fingers sort of in a pyramid. And at every apex of the pyramid, uh, one was responsibility. One was accountability and one was authority. And he said, living up to those three things every single day when you come to work, that's where you own your job and do it the best you can do it the best that has ever been done before. But you have the authority, you have the accountability and you have the responsibility to live up to all those things that have been placed in you to do what you've been asked to execute. Yeah, that empowerment meeting, the responsibility, the accountability that you're describing, very powerful combination, but you have to own it, right? You have to own it and execute with that mindset. My guest today has been Mr. Jimmy Smith, Director, Office of Small Business Programs for the Department of the Navy. Thank you very much for speaking with us today. Thanks a lot, Anthony. I really do appreciate your time and this uh, opportunity to talk to your audience. Thank Thank you you again. Take care. This is Ken Karkoff once more. I want to thank our guests for participating in today's conversation. Your insights and perspectives will surely help our listeners. And an invitation to our listeners, if you'd like to participate as a guest in a future conversation, please reach out to me at kenneth.karkoff at dau.edu. Till next time, stay engaged and collaborate across your networks. Everyone's talents and skills are needed within the defense industrial base as we fulfill the national defense strategy together.